How far will they push? How far will they go before they realize they have pushed way too far? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of the program Truth to Ponder, and I am your host, Bob Bierman. Before I get started, I've got a few things that I want to share today. We made it back to our location in Georgia from Florida. I want to thank all of you that kept us in your prayers during this time of travel and this time of work. I believe this week there'll be some other outlets beginning to air this radio program. So you may be listening to this program for the very first time. Every day expect something a little bit different It's not always the same thing. We deal with issues that are facing our nation, our hemisphere, and our world. We look at everything with a worldview that is not the same as the very secular humanist type. We look at the world through a Christian lens. We are concerned about the freedoms that are evaporating and disappearing before our very eyes. And we try to give you news you can use as you move forward with all we're seeing in the world today. In my 66 years of living on this planet, I don't think I've ever seen anything like what I'm seeing in this past year, year and a half, even four years. I thought back in 2015, I'd seen it all. I thought back in, oh, 2001, I had seen it all. I thought in 1996 or 1988 or 1972 or 1968, I'd seen it all. But I'm surprised each time the ante is pushed up just a little bit higher. A little bit more pushback, a little bit more robbed of freedom in the name of safety, in the name of, you know, making your life easier safer, you become more dependent upon others, people who you should not be dependent upon. Now, if any of what I just said resonates, hang in here for a while. I've got a lot to share in the program. Like I say, we're getting new listeners of late to the program. And over the past almost a year since we started a daily program, this used to be just a weekend only program. Uh, since 2015. We have had guests on talking about everything from election, election fraud, vaccines, what vaccines can and cannot do, is what they're trying to sell to us, really a vaccine or something else. Are we be giving are we given false boogeymen to chase after while the real threat still remains free? And how often Christians are easily deceived. And how weak the church has become. I think the pandemic proved how weak many a church can really be. So we talk about all these issues on the program. We have a website. We're going to be doing some work on it. It is truth2ponder.com. Just like our show name, Truth to Ponder. We got the website address, truth2ponder.com ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com many of you who listen on a regular basis know the program's primary outlet 
is international shortwave. I believe as the world becomes less tolerant of programs like this, places that carry it as a podcast, one by one, will either hide it or delete it or deplatform it. There's no doubt in my mind that day will come. Some radio stations, not all, on the AMFM band, one by one, will feel uncomfortable airing a program of this nature. And the program will eventually disappear from a number of places. I do believe we're going to find some courageous broadcasters that will hold out. And then the last line of defense is going to be international shortwave. The other day I was thinking, as I'm preparing for this program, and I kind of waited to the last minute to do this program today because we've just finished some traveling And frankly, yesterday, we were exhausted. When you drive 12 hours plus with two little doggies in the back seat, it does make for a long day. And then trying to get things back to normal when you get back to to home base for the program. And during our absence, which was supposed to be three weeks, but it ended up being a little over five, um, I want to thank all of you that have kept this program going with your prayers and support. It means more to me than you'll ever know. And I guess yesterday's program, I talked about I really need to hear from you, and I've been hearing from you. Thank you so much. All I can tell you is just an email to say, yes, I'm hearing you in New Mexico. I'm hearing you in Toronto, Canada. I'm hearing you in Michigan. I'm hearing you in Indiana. I'm hearing you in Georgia. I'm hearing you in New Jersey, among other places, Alabama, Tennessee, means the world to me that you're listening to this program. And most of you, most of you are listening via shortwave. That tells me that it's money well invested to keep on the air there. Also, if you're a new listener, by the way, I don't get paid to do this program. I don't make a living. We don't profit from this in any shape, manner, or form. I am retired. God is taking care of my needs. The only thing we do with the income is use it to Well, put the program out there. That's it. I'm thinking back to my childhood now for a moment. As I've got a, I've just got a bunch of little news headline snippets on my desk that I want to kind of share. Cuba. I I was young enough to remember the Cuban, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was a youngster then, and I was terrified. Because we had been bombarded in the news all my life about the, the Russians, you know, the Ruskies, the Soviet Union, nuclear weapons, Khrushchev banging his shoe on desk and at the UN that we will bury you without firing a shot. We had a new president elected in 1960, took office January of 1961, and not even two years later, facing a major crisis with Cuba, really with Russia or the Soviet Union at the time. As a little boy, I lived on Long Island about 35, 40 miles east of New York City in what then was kind of still small-town America to a degree, though growing, 
where you could still ride your bicycles into the evening. You didn't worry too much about locking your doors. Crime was almost non-existent, and everybody knew their neighbors. And it was in that time frame, 1962, a lot of our neighbors started building for themselves fallout shelters in their basements. And if they had like a staircase to their basement from the outside, they they found a way to seal it up better for nuclear fallout. People were stocking up on food and water and supplies for their, their makeshift fallout shelter because they firmly believed that if Cuba was to launch a Soviet-made missile, its targets would be places like Washington, D.C. and New York City, maybe a few other major cities of the day like a Detroit where the cars are manufactured. And so living outside of New York City, I can also remember in elementary school, even in a Lutheran Christian school, uh, the the drill in case of, you know, the basement of that school and church was a fallout shelter. Had that great uh, civil defense sign on the outside. And we all had the duck and cover. If you see the flash, get under your desk. And as soon as we can, we get down to the basement before the fallout hits. And I mean, this is what we learned to do in 1962. And I can remember asking my father, and this is the point of what I'm trying to tell you. I can remember asking my father, when are we going to build our fallout shelter? I still remember this. And my dad said, we're not. We're not going to build one. He said, I don't think we need one. He had a lot of faith, and he had this strong feeling that this was a lot of political noise. And truly, it was. And thankfully, Russia did stand down, and life moved on, and everybody had great investments in our neighborhood in fallout shelters that never were used. We're at a different time now. We're dealing with different players and a different different set of goals. The goal today is not to fire missiles on your enemy and destroy his nation, Today, the goal is to destroy the nation from inside and rot it from the inside out so you can take over the people and the remaining infrastructure. And that is what we're seeing today, if you haven't noticed. In Cuba, here they are all these 60-some-odd years later, still trying to fight back on communism. Their media has been shut down. Their ability to use the internet has disappeared. Many radio stations that normally would be on the air are not, and what few are on the air today in Cuba are playing nothing but what the government wants. That's why when I talk about putting this radio program out as a podcast, I know the days could be numbered. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to use those avenues, I'm going to use those avenues even more so as much as I can, amplify it as much as I can. 
I've just added a new podcasting source. It's actually a Christian podcast source. Let's hope that it works. The monthly investment is very small and may be worth using. We're on three primary outlets that push it out to other places like, you know, iTunes, Google, and all that. I really don't follow once it leaves those points, but I know a lot of people are listening from a number of platforms. But I also know the day's going to come when my ability to use those platforms will vanish like dust in the wind. That day is coming. But while we have time, I'm going to use every avenue that I can possibly find to share this message. Like I say, for a lot of you, I'm doing what I'm I'm saying, the things I'm saying today, because this is a new program for you. A lot of you have been listening for a month, three months, six months, almost a year. And I had a letter the other day from somebody that said, I've been listening to you on the radio since 2015 when you had your weekend radio program. I have somebody that's listened as a podcast since 2016. So I want to thank all of you that took the time to write me this week. We live in a different time. And the pandemic just proved, and this is my point of what I said at the very opening of the program today. When I made the statement to you, when I made the statement, How far will they push? How far do they think they can push before they think they've pushed or found out they pushed too far? And we are in that right now in this entire pandemic. The changing narrative of the week. I'm going to take you back right now, just for a moment, take you back to January. And I'm going to take you to CNN. Ooh, yeah, good old CNN. Wouldn't know truth (laughs) if it sent them a golden engraved invitation they are definitely the epitome of pravda you know the old russian propaganda back in the 60s and 70s until they collapsed around 1990 pravda or should i say the well listen to what happened in this particular exchange this is some of cnn's you know top line people including anderson cooper and some other guy and there's there's Dr. Fauci. This is back from this is back in late January. We're now vaccinating people. You know, they're getting this magical miracle shot that cures everything from baldness to lumbago to COVID. And everybody's going to feel great again. Everyone's going to be healthy again. COVID's going to disappear off the face of the earth if we only rush out there and get our two Moderna shots or get our two Pfizer shots or get our one Johnson & Johnson shot. It'll all be good again. And so this is kind of like a town meeting on, you know, a remote type. And this one gal contacts CNN with a little video and asks a question about travel after having the vaccine. Now, I know this is January, then I'll get you up to date in just a moment. Listen to how this exchange, it only lasts about a minute or so, comes out. One of the worst parts about the pandemic is not being able to travel freely to see our grandchildren. My husband and I just got the first dose of the Moderna vaccine, and on February 19th, we'll get the second dose. When will we have immunity and when will we be able to travel? 
Now, we just heard Dr. Walensky say now is not the time to be traveling, but, but what about this type of situation yeah. specifically? Well, you know, what, what the, what the uh, person who, who called that question in said, when will they have immunity? Well, you can get some degree of protection, some degree that is endurable, you know, 10 days to 14 days after the first dose, but you can't rely on that. The maximum immunity begins about 10 days to two weeks and beyond following the second dose. That goes for anyone, regardless of whether you want to travel or not. That would give you, as a group, about a 94 to 95% efficacy and a good safety profile. The situation, though, does not change what Dr. Walensky said, that it is not a good idea to travel, period. I mean, if you absolutely have to travel and it's essential, then obviously one would have to do that. But we don't want people to think because they got vaccinated, then other public health recommendations just don't apply. One of the biggest things that are really not well understood is people ask, why should I even have to wear a mask after I get my second shot? And the reason is very clear that the primary endpoint of the vaccine trial was clinically apparent infection. So you could conceivably get infected get no symptoms, and still have virus in your nasopharynx, which means that you would have to wear a mask to prevent you from infecting someone else, as well as the other side of the coin, where you may not be totally protected yourself. Now, excuse me, I hear a few things that don't make any sense. Now, granted, I know this is, this is like over six months ago, and Dr. Fauci by now has changed his mind Oh, at least uh, 27 times since then or more, you know, week by week, I guess. Yeah, week by week be about 26, 27 times and sometimes even more than once a week. New narrative. Notice that we're being told then we all need to roll up our sleeve and take the vaccine or the concoction or the whatever it is, the the gene therapy. And our life's going to magically be better. That's what we're told way back at the beginning. So this one lady calls and says, hey, it's really been a problem to travel during this pandemic. And I agree. And I had to travel three times by air during the pandemic. Not that I like to travel by air anyway anymore. but And with the COVID-19, it just made it a real, real unbelievable hassle. But we got through it. Matter of fact, about the time that thing was being produced in January, I had just returned from a trip to Texas. And then I did some other trips along the way for work and ministry. And so here he's telling you, listen carefully, when he says, okay, you know, yeah, you get the vaccine. Yeah, you get that 98% effect, 95% efficacy. What, what is ni- efficacy to what? We've learned, look at the New York, uh, was it, Yankees baseball team not that long ago. Everybody fully vaccinated and eight of the team members come down with COVID-19 or tested positive anyway. So we have a vaccine where, you know, a baseball team is not thousands of people. It's a small group. And to get that many infections in that size group is what you would expect without a vaccine in the peak of the pandemic. 
but now they're fully vaccinated. And they're coming down with COVID. And they're spreading COVID. So what does this vaccine actually do? What What is the, what is this so-called efficacy rate that Dr. Fauci is talking about? What is this efficacy that you speak of? Well, apparently it invokes some kind of a response to generate antibodies, but apparently they're not doing as good as they thought they were supposed to do. And now we've got people believing we need to vaccinate our little children with this stuff when they're six months of age, not even knowing what the long-term effect is going to be on the human race. There's something, pardon me for sounding the alarm here or acting a little bit upset, but something is not adding up about this particular vaccine, this particular pandemic. It has been one consistent lie after the other, after the other, after the other, from the people we think we're supposed to be able to trust. From our own government to the World Health Organization to the politically damaged, politically destroyed CDC and the bought and paid for Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, they're bought and paid for by the companies, oh, I don't know, this company called Moderna or Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson. How many vaccine patents does the CDC own and why? How much money are they making? What is the real backstory on these vaccines? And why do they even call them a vaccine when they're not, by legal definition, until it was recently changed quietly, these are not really vaccines. And number one, number number two, they're not even FDA approved. They're under emergency use authorization. Now, a lot of you that listen to this program and have will understand what I'm saying. For some new listeners, this may be something you may have heard, but I want to make it clear. Listen carefully and, and really hold on to this little bit of information. These concoctions were put out there under an emergency use authorization. That means they're bypassing lots of testing, lots of research, and lots of data, number one. And they're only doing this because there is no other way to treat this. I'll pause right there because there's no other way to treat this. That is why since last year, the, the idea that you could get somebody through this alive and well with things like hydroxychloroquine, zinc, vitamin D, and ivermectin have been shot down by every social media satanic platform that's out there. Because the narrative was, you're only safe with a vaccine. Nothing else will do. You must take this vaccine. Because hydroxychloroquine will kill you. <laughs> Ivermectin, that's for animals, you know, to get rid of you know, parasites in a sheep. Instead, you're a sheep taking this DNA modifier. We've never done this to the human race. So why is there this push that we have? What are they not telling us? That may be one question. Is there something you are not telling us about this made in a laboratory? Yes, we said it on this program at the very beginning. I said it on the weekend show in May of last year that there is absolutely no doubt 
This came out of a laboratory in Wuhan, China. Nowhere else. For those that have never listened to this program, yeah, I've worked in broadcasting and ministry has been the primary focus of my life. But there was a time because of my communications background, I ended up in emergency management after I'd lost my first wife to cancer. And I came out of retirement in that capacity to help a large county in their COVID-19 response. And after about two and a half months, I realized what a pile of hooey this is from the WHO, the CDC, and Fauci and company. I realized there's something stinking to high heaven. The numbers don't add up. The numbers we're told never occur, yet we still keep running down the highway like we're going to have all these millions of dead bodies piling up every week that have to be picked up on a flatbed truck with somebody with a bullhorn every morning saying, bring out your dead. And we're running around with face diapers on our face trying to keep the COVID bug away, driving in our cars with gloves and face masks and goggles by ourselves living in a state of unprecedented fear. Now, I will stop right here and tell you, can people get very ill and die from COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2, the humanly manipulated virus? Yes, they can. Do I know people that have come close to death? Yes, I do. Do I know people that have this disease and got through it like they do a flu or other similar disease? Yes, I do. Do I think that COVID-19 is as bad as everybody says it is? No, I do not. And I have plenty of legitimate reasons for saying that. I may share some of those on another program, why I know these numbers are not what they say. You know, it's amazing. If you go back a year ago, when we had less than 120,000 people had died of COVID-19 and we're doing all the lockdowns, all the destruction of our economy, ruining lives, increasing the use of drugs and alcohol, depression and suicides, we were at 120,000, supposedly. And then we got to the end of the year, 250,000. And now we have the vaccine and we're 600,000 people are supposed to have died of COVID-19. I will remind you that in 2020, I think it was the 24th of March, if memory serves me, I was working in emergency management. This memo came out to people in our business about the changes in how death records would be kept. And I can remember talking to the county health director, a very non-political individual, didn't have a horse in the race at all. She could have worked anywhere in the country she wanted, but she chose to live in that particular region because it was a beautiful area, I might add. And she said, based upon these numbers, we can pretty well count anything as COVID if somebody dies. And she was right. There was also a new term called PIC, pneumonia, influenza, COVID. If if any of the three things were present, you called it COVID-19, and that's how you chalked up the death. This is the kind of stuff we've been dealing with since the beginning of this pandemic. 
why is there such a worldwide desire to control your life, limit your ability to communicate? Listen, social media is satanic and it's demonically possessed. I have to use it, but I recognize it. I recognize it for what it is. It's like CNN, a pack of lies run by a pack of demons. It's what it is. I don't get my news from Facebook. I don't even use Twitter, really. I don't. We had it initially for this radio program. That lasted about two months. And I finally decided this is not worth my time. Absolutely not. So I bailed out and canceled it immediately after about two months. I said, that's it. I'm done. Pulled the plug. YouTube because it would load automatically from one of my podcast sites for the I, it's funny some of you may have heard this the other day when i set everything up last year to do this program and i set up the first podcast sites there's a free option if you set up like a youtube account where they will actually put the audio of this program up with the little logo on youtube and i remember back from the weekend program i did i had a lot of listeners on a regular basis well not a huge number, but I had a a very significant little core that was faithful at YouTube for like years. And so I figured, why not? You know, it's free and let's see how well it'll work out. I set it up and honestly, I had not visited the YouTube page in like six months. And I, I go there, and I'm looking for the number of episodes, and most of them have been deplatformed, removed, erased, uh, made to vanish with warnings of misinformation. And, you know, I'm spreading everything from hate speech to vaccine misinformation to you name it. I'm sure if I preach anything out of the Bible that I'm going to be considered a total racist and everything else. But, but that's what's happened. So, you know... I may just pull the plug and say, I'm not even going to mess with them anymore. I need to get off their radar screen. Probably as soon as I get a little bit of time, I may just go ahead and go in there and say, good night, goodbye, good riddance. And keep the show moving in a different location and place. We have a Facebook presence, but man, I don't say a whole lot about today's program or any particular program because it would then be on their radar screen. Right now to say, there's a program called Truth to Ponder. It's religious. They don't care. Start talking about vaccines. Start talking about Dementia Joe. Start talking about the loss of our freedoms and rights and the Bill of Rights in jeopardy. Oh, that's misinformation. Talk about... Uh, Why does this virus not prevent COVID? You know, this is so funny. And as you heard in what Dr. Fauci said, you know, we still have to wear a mask. Remember, he was doing all that. Yep, get the vaccine, wear your mask. Get what in the world are you? Number one, they don't work. He himself knew it a year ago. And he changed in a dime to put those little muzzles on people to make them live in fear. Fear is a great motivator. And there are agents that are working against you and I that want control. Bill Gates wants you to eat fake meat grown in a laboratory because we have cows that are just destroying the planet. 
if you don't believe in LGBTQ+, and everything else that goes along with it, or 62 genders, you're a hateful, evil person that must be silenced and canceled out of the culture. And this program stands here saying, we're going to keep talking and keep pushing back. Because that's what the church has always done. We don't just hide, we push back. We are not, we are in this world, we are not of it. And yes, the point comes when you leave and move aside and, and, and don't even touch the unclean thing on the way out. But we never become silent. We never stop sharing. We never stop speaking the truth. Like I say, there's a new audience on this program. We have a break coming up here. And if you're listening on a different station, and we'll be talking about it this week a couple of times, if you're new, let me know. Just visit the website, truth2ponder.com. You can actually send a message. It comes directly to me. There's no staff. I'm it. I'm a one-man operation at the moment. Might have a couple of volunteers help on a couple little odds and ends to make life a little bit easier, especially on some of the research. If you believe in what we're doing, let me know. You can also send me an email directly. You don't even have to go to the webpage. If you just want to send an email, it is bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. I am the only person that sees those emails, just so you know. And if you believe in what we're doing and you can support us financially to help buy airtime, Our address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane. Then you have to add number 263 on that line or somewhere on the the envelope. They'll figure it out. That's a secure box up here. This is a very small, tiny community in the middle of nowhere in a mountain. And uh, we just have a little, little place up here that we go to. It's quiet. 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. Once again, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. If you're using a check and you need to know how to make it out to, make it out to Ancient Word Radio. That is Ancient Word Radio. Listen, so many of you have made me, put me into tears when I got home and I, we had somebody helping, you know, get the mail to us while we were gone for the five weeks that were supposed to be three. And then there was a period of almost two weeks and we got back up here and I'm wondering how are we going to keep this together for the next several days or months or what, there it is and thank you. And may God bless your faithfulness to this ministry. Tell you more about what we actually do here in just a moment. Right now, we are late for the break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Holy Spirit Fruit Inspection. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. 
Now, when I go to the supermarket and get to the fruit and produce section, I always find myself in left field. In other sections, things come in boxes or cans, or, or what's inside is always the same. But when you go to the fruit and produce section, you never know what to expect. Anything goes. You're in the wild. It's every man for himself, or more often every woman for herself. And some of these ladies are professional at it. They eye the section, pick up the fruit, roll it around in their hands, apply pressure, and put it back. It's too red. It's too green. It's too yellow. It's too soft. It's too hard. It's too ripe. It's not ripe enough. It looks sickly. looks bruised. looks dysfunctional. Functional. I'm a novice when I go to the fruit and produce section, so I do the same thing. I eye the fruit, hold it up, move it around, apply the pressure, throw it back. I have the slightest idea what I'm doing, but it looks professional. But in the Lord, we have to learn to be good at fruit inspection. You see, in the Lord, fruit is very important. In fact, it's essential. In Galatians, we're told that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are to be the primary fruits that are to come out of your life. Not anger or bitterness, not selfishness, not impurity, not jealousy, not lust, not pride or fear or dissension. And what are the true fruits of your life? Well, it's time to do some fruit inspection, my friend. Take a good, honest look. Eye them over. Lift them up. Examine them. Test them. Apply the pressure. See if they're good and true. If not, throw them back and do whatever you have to do until the fruits of your life will hold up on the day of judgment in the hands of the final fruit inspector. Want more? Ask for bananas, pineapples, and nuts. Now, how'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet? Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? Or how about just move mountains where well, you can? Sapphire is the super spiritual supplement to help turn your walk into a super life with God. Plus, the incredible mystery of the temple doors are all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. And I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Well, I did go long in that first segment. I kind of apologize, but I know there are a lot of new listeners to this program called Truth to Ponder with a website address of truth2ponder.com. So I know for the regular listeners, you've heard a lot of this before, and I do sincerely apologize for being a little bit repetitive today. But I know we're gaining, we're gaining new listeners each and every week. Now, these past five weeks, we actually produced the program in Florida. It was not as easy to do, but we did. We were working on a couple of projects, some family things that needed to be taken care of. I'll just leave it at that, some important family matters. And then also this project to increase the, the reach of shortwave sometime as we get into the fall. I wanted it a little bit sooner, but... It's not going to happen on my time schedule. I think it's just going to, as usual, happen on God's time schedule. 
But I believe that with what we'll be adding, it should be significant um, as we get, especially for those that follow shortwave and ham radio and all this, you'll understand the term, the B-21 season. And this is kind of what I'm aiming for. You know, during the fall, you know, late fall, winter, and early spring period of time, you can get some very good coverage on shortwave. And I want to make sure that we are riding that as we come into this very difficult time. I believe with the news stories that I see each and every day, I look at a lot of news stories and I try to try to get through it all. And, and I'm looking at what I consider a very dark winter ahead. Saw a story the other day. Came out, I believe, maybe it came out yesterday. Yeah, it did. The story talks about what's happening in France. Yeah, this is this is like last night. We must vaccinate all of France. That's according to President Macron. That's what he announced in his fifth COVID television address so far. There's something very unusual about his address. See, normally, if you've ever looked at the man-child, Macron, and that's what I call him. Sorry, but that's just, that is how I feel about him. He normally dresses very professionally. And like somebody said, almost looks like an undertaker. And suddenly he had this blue suit. And instead of his, you know, dreary office, he's got, you know, this beautiful background of the Eiffel Tower. I guess it's, somebody said, I think he's running for re-election. And so he's out there talking about how everybody in France must be vaccinated. Vaccinated against what? Talked to a doctor friend of mine yesterday, last evening. He called me on a totally different matter. He and I are also active in a lot of ministry work. And I'll be telling you more about it later this week, exactly some of the ministry that I do. But he and I were in this talk. He's a medical doctor, many years of experience. God has really used him. And he's, he's actually had COVID-19 last year had a bad case, but he also will be the first to tell you he has got the world's worst case of asthma and some other things like, um, mm, shall we say, needing to push away from the table more frequently than he does. He's the first to admit it. But he and I were talking about these vaccines, and he's he's got to, I know, tow the company line to a degree, but he would not recommend it to somebody that's pregnant. He would not recommend it to somebody that's healthy. He would not recommend it to anybody that's not in an, a real risk group. He's got his own speculations about it himself, and he has not taken it because he believes, like Rand Paul, hey, I've got immunity to this vaccine. I mean, I've got immunity, not to the vaccine, I've got immunity to COVID-19, so what do I need this this stuff for? But there's this real push for it, and it's disturbing. And everyone says, you got to get a vaccine to protect me. Well, if you've taken the vaccine, why do I need to take one? If this vaccine is supposed to be like the flu vaccine to protect you, what is this nonsense? Let me put it this way. It's a cold winter day in February. And you're somewhere in Canada. Do you make somebody else wear a heavy winter jacket so you stay warm? Let me say that again. If you're in northern Michigan, if you're in Chicago, if you're in Rochester, New York, and it's February, and it's dreary, 
Do you demand somebody else put on a winter jacket to keep you warm? This is the insanity. You heard that little clip with Dr. Fauci in the first segment pretty much saying, well, the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading it, so what are we doing this for? What are we not being told? Now, see, while Macron pretends that the compulsory idea of getting vaccinated is still an open, debatable question, the stuff that he's saying is letting you know, I've always said, Satan and his hordes of demons will tell you what they're going to do. And you will never want to see it because you're so busy being entertained by other things. In practical terms, it will not only be compulsory, but it'll be impossible to conduct a normal life without being jabbed in the arm in France. Undoubtedly, according to those that listened to what he had to say last night, the most authoritarian speech ever delivered by the man-child president of France but wrapped in a political pitch for five more years. It is the French version of Biden's Build Back Better. But only if we do it as we are told. And if Macron continues to be in charge. What he's saying in September for everybody over 12, they want to roll out vaccines for middle school and high school kids and mop up any resistance. Health passports. They're coming to France to get on a bus or go to a restaurant. Reinforced frontier controls are to be introduced. The police will be unleashed beginning in September to enforce the new rules. All this is a two-tier society in which liberty is on one side and the sheeple are on the other, living safely and protected by their government. Giving up their rights to worship and assemble, at, at a moment's notice, of course, any time, because the coronavirus is the worst thing that has ever happened health-wise since the bubonic plague. And the worst part is, in my opinion, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Barrick, and that clown at the EcoHealth Alliance, who is not a virologist, who is not a medical doctor, Peter Daszak, These people should be arrested and charged as mass murdering criminals for what they have done. Fauci lied through his teeth right before the Senate of the United States, and he still walks free. When he said, we have never done gain of function, which is the same as gain of threat research. We don't do that at my my office. We don't do that. No, instead you give millions of dollars to third parties that do it on your behalf. That's like saying, officer, I didn't murder that man. I just hired the hitman to do it. So let me go free. I mean, that's the analogy. Washington, D.C., they want they don't want parents to know that schools and, uh, and doctors and others can vaccinate your little children. None of your business, because don't you know the children belong to the government, not the parents? Don't you know we need to feed them garbage into their brains to turn them into little drones to do the work for the elite and eat fake meat? Call you a racist and challenge everything you believe? 
The world governments are becoming more and more authoritarian. And because we have, as I said on yesterday's program, a puppet in the White House being controlled by the most evil people this country has ever produced, liars, reprobates, sellouts to Satan, that's what they are. And killers, because they believe in abortion and take your money to do it. This is what is running our nation now, the reprobates. And it's because too many in this country walked away from God, turned their back on him. And they allowed an election to be stolen. I'll give you some more details later this week on that. We've been talking and following this closely. You'll never make me believe that Joe Biden won the 2020 election fair and square. We know that... Hillary Clinton was supposed to win 2016. They just didn't cheat enough in Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin, and North Carolina. They just didn't do enough. And that's why she was so violently angry about losing. This should not happen. Another news story out there I want to kind of share with you real quick, if you don't mind. Joy Reid at MSNBC. I don't watch her. Somebody said you have to see this little clip. She's another one of those empty-headed individuals talking about critical race theory and the end of the world because of Republicans and conservatives and Christians are the evil people that must be eliminated, vaccinated, and pushed aside. Had, had Matt Dowd on the program. Now, who's Matt Dowd? Matt Dowd used to be a security advisor to the Bush administration. I'll tell you what I thought of his administration in just a minute. And they're rewriting history on this program. He's willing to be on the Joy Reid MSNBC program and talking about how January the 6th was just the worst thing the world has ever seen, probably since Hitler. And to me, though there was less loss of life on January 6th, January 6th was worse than 9-11. Well, there's the first lie that needs to be challenged immediately by this reprobate that worked for the Bush administration telling us that more people, well, more people lost their lives on 9-11. So it's, uh, ah, what is wrong with these people? Well, there was less loss of life. The only loss of life on January the 6th was a former military Air Force veteran who was shot and killed by an unnamed Capitol Police officer. That's the only person that died on January 6th. The only other people that happened to, quote, die that day were a few people that had health issues nowhere near the Capitol that died of a heart attack or a stroke And the one guy that the media, people like this reprobate, would probably, if he could get away with it, well, you know, they they beat up that one cop with a with a fire extinguisher and you know clubbed him to death. Found out that was a lie. Nancy Pelosi, the lying witch of the West, had the audacity to take the cremated remains of that officer and lay him in state at the Capitol Rotunda like he, like he's a war hero. You'd think that he was killed trying to push back hordes of enemy to save people. 
and he was never killed by anything that had to do with anything at the Capitol on January the 6th. Once again, they lie with such ease and zero conscience. All right, let's finish up what he had to say. And to me, though there was less loss of life on January 6th, January 6th was worse than 9-11 because it's continued to rip our country apart and give permission for people to pursue autocratic means. And so I think we're at a much worse place than we've been. And as I've said, I think to you before, I think we're in the most perilous point in time since 1861 in the advent of the Civil War. I do, too. I do, too. And it, it frightens me. You know what scares me the most, Matthew, is that I'm not sure that most Democrats, at least elected Democrats in Washington, agree with us or as afraid as we are. Uh, you know, I, I said yesterday, talking with Malcolm Nance uh, and Susan Del Percio, who's a Republican strategist, that if you break down what this looks like to me, it looks directly like fascism. It looks like Mussolini's Italy. Ah, uh, yes. Good old MSNBC and Joy Reid. Got to get that Mussolini fascism. I'm surprised we're not talking Hitler here. Narrative going on. You know, all conservatives are fascists. They're Nazis. They're, 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 they're following Mussolini. They're following Hitler. They're following all of that. And they're, they're dangerous. They need to be removed from our society. And they need to be vaccinated and silenced. You know, even even the Lincoln Project, the failed Lincoln Project, you know, run by pedophile Lincoln Project, the discredited Lincoln Project, the ones, you know, the Lincoln Project clowns, these guys are thieves. They were using all these millions of dollars people were donating to the Lincoln Project because Trump is so evil and he's not establishment and he's not good for, you know, he, he makes mean tweets. Have to get rid of him because, well, what it is, he was exposing the evil, satanic, demonically possessed swamp creatures for what they are. And you find the swamp creatures that are demon-possessed literally in both parties. The Democrats are just proud to exhibit it on display and parade it under a rainbow flag if needed. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is a fraud even as a Catholic, let alone as a Christian. She's an evil woman at heart, possessed with power, and unrepentant. She is of the reprobate mind class the Bible warns about. How somebody could say we're around 3,000 Americans being killed by uh, people who worship Islam, destroying billions of dollars in property and compare that to what happened at the United States Capitol. I got news for you. There were more intrusions into the Capitol back into the 1960s and 70s that are worse than this. But it turns out those were the Democrats we have in power now when they were kids. All the reports they try to keep alive like a Capitol Police officer was killed in the line of duty, don't you know? Protecting our democracy was all a bunch of lies, every bit of it. And you even have, you know, Steve Smith, co-founder of the Lincoln Project, the pedophile group. I call them that because their leader's a pedophile. They, they try to distance, yeah, they knew. Don't give me this nonsense that Kellyanne Conway's husband didn't know. They all knew. 
but they all enjoyed the millions of dollars coming into the coffers that they were using to prop up their failed news businesses they each had or their whatever enterprise they had that was failing was being propped up by becoming a consultant or selling services back to the Lincoln Project. What a bunch of frauds. That's why they're like anybody else in the Democrat Party. They hated Trump, so they get a free pass. They'll face about as much jail time as Hunter Biden. I guess they're being pursued by the Durham report. I haven't heard anything about it in quite a while. And I'm beginning to wonder if we ever will. I hope we do. But I'm beginning to lose faith in our institutions. They have all been compromised by reprobates. Every part of our federal government is in the lurch. You got these people using this to bludgeon anybody that believes in integrity in our governmental system. Anybody that believes in the Bill of Rights, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence. We're being bludgeoned. January 6th. January 6th. Worse than 9-11. And then the desire to vaccinate everybody with a concoction You know, I was saying before, and I never finished the thought. If there is something else that can be used to treat COVID-19, you don't need this vaccine. And we have those treatments. But Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, the Satanists that run them, the Satanists that run the CDC, the Satanists that run the WHO, they, they politely disagree. And if you don't agree with them, they will silence you, cancel you, destroy you, Take your vaccine or lose your job. It is a beast-like system. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Is this the mark of the beast? Well, we, we don't quite yet know. You may think so. Believe me, it can get a lot worse than you would ever believe. Today, it's scary. I know for some of you, this is the first time you're hearing the program. Whether on shortwave, maybe podcast, maybe another radio station, we're we're praying that God just keeps opening the door. I hope to have some guests on in the next couple of weeks again. Now that we're back in our studio that we can accommodate telephone guests, we will be doing it. If any of this has touched your heart, if I'm saying what you believe and you just can't find people to agree with it, let me know that you're listening. You can just... Send me an email direct, bob at truth2ponder.com, bob at truth2ponder.com. No secretary, no staff, only I see it. And our website, truth2ponder.com. Only money, the money that comes in just keeps the reach going out. It doesn't make me wealthy, trust me. God has taken care of my need. I don't need to be wealthy. If you want to help us out, our mailing address in Georgia is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. That zip code again, 30537. Listen, we will be back tomorrow. Until then, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, 
ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.